everybody, this is Chris Coyer from CSS Tricks and Video Screencast number 133 where I thought we would talk about responsive images. I am not the master of it, but I thought in the true CSS trick style, we'll figure it out together. Let's let's just learn about responsive images and get working code so that they actually, we can start using it in production today if we can. I was kind of inspired by Martin Wolf's blog post here, which I'll link up, of course, where he was looking at the new, some new the, the, of the new tech in responsive images and being like, this is hard. This is weird and hard, and a lot of people are echoing Martin's feelings here and that it's weird and hard and there's some unusual looking stuff involved in the tech and we just gotta figure it out. So this is it, this is us figuring it out. And Martin figured it out as well and kind of posted some code and a pen and stuff on CodePen um, of it all working. So cool, we can we can use that and kind of poke around at it and figure it our, our, out ourselves. There's also a good post by Tim Wright on um, on smashingmagazine.com going through it all and the picture fill polyfill that kind of makes all this stuff work uh, you know in past browsers because this is cutting-edge stuff is out so it's, it's just kind of a good big time for responsive images right now let's let's talk about what responsive images is though quick uh, we're talking about images in the HTML like content images like image source, <laughs> that type of thing. Uh, not so much about like images in the CSS. Well, image like this, you know, like the, if I just inspect uh, element on this image <clears throat> in this ad, it's an image in the HTML. It has a source attribute. It's 130 pixels wide by 100 pixels tall, whatever, it's sitting right there. But like, wouldn't it be nice if I could serve a different image in different circumstances? So I happen to be sitting here doing the screencast. I'm on a fairly large monitor that happens to be 1x. Sure, I'll, this image works great for me, but what if I happen to be on a retina display? Maybe this image is too small and starts to look kind of crappy. Wouldn't it be nice if I could serve up a little bit bigger of an image so that it looks good? But I don't want to serve too big of an image to this screen because then it's just a waste of pixels. It's just a waste of bandwidth. And, and, and a lot of our goal here is to be snappy. So why can't I just, you know, do some smart JavaScript stuff? I'll run some JavaScript, I'll figure out if the screen is retina or not, and I'll replace this source with a higher res source onto it. Sure, that's fine, but that's not very efficient, isn't it? Now the browser has to download this one and the bigger one, which is quite the penalty. And of course, we're trying to make websites fast, and not making websites fast is bad. Users will leave, you know, people are just generally dissatisfied with the web. We're trying to get the web to win here, people. So speed is of utmost importance. A lot of the like polyfills or just solutions to responsive images in the past have done things like, well, just don't put a source at all on the image. Let JavaScript run and figure it out and let it drop in an image. Well, that doesn't work very well through syndication, does it? Or It's kind of a bummer. There's not a really a good fallback there. You can't really put anything in the source without the browser prefetcher just grabbing it right away. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Or just use a div and use CSS in the background. CSS has media queries in it. If we replace the background image with a media query, still only one image will download, and CSS kind of handles this kind of efficiently already. The responsive images is, a, is how to handle this with this image tag or with some kind of tag that helps us solve this very real problem uh, in HTML, essentially. So it's kind of a cool time because, you know, like I said, Picture Fill 2.0 is out. The spec is out. The, 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 the powers that be have decided how this is going to work. Uh, in HTML going forward, the browsers have agreed on it and it's slowly trickling out to browsers now. So what a perfect time for a polyfill to make it all happen. That's what Picture Fill 2 is. So back to Martin and his post here and him struggling through this and figuring it out. 
Uh, he's posted some code here and made a pen. I have forked his pen on CodePen just so that we can uh, play around with it a little bit ourselves and make some changes. In Martin's original, he linked up kind of a, a house with some chairs on it and stuff. I swapped out those images with this. A large image, a medium image, and a small image that uh, are a little more obvious when they change. So I thought we would play with it. So here is the HTML. Hopefully you can see that pretty good. If not, view this thing full screen. Let's look at it good. And here's this, there's this source set attribute. Source set is new. It's unseen before. That's brand new world over here. Normally we're used to this, right? SRC. And SRC is still supported. In fact, we probably should put it in there. Uh, let's put the lowest, the smallest version in there. So in a browser that has no idea what source set is or sizes is, uh, it will just use that source attribute and will ignore the two that it doesn't understand. That's perfectly fine. I guess it wasn't there because it's not really needed if, if, if you're using the polyfill, which we are here. Let me open up the JavaScript area and show you that in CodePen here, uh, 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 Martin had linked up a, a copy of picture fill. So we're using picture fill here. Uh, uh, so that in this version of Chrome, which I don't think supports it just quite like this yet, but it's it's soon going to. But anyway, this is exactly how you will write it. This is this is the spec way to 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 write this. Uh, and because we have that library linked up, it's going to work. Uh, but eventually, we won't even need that library linked up, or even if we have it linked up, it won't do anything anyway. And let's kind of watch it work here. So I think this should work. You know, when the, when the browser window is really wide here, we're getting the large image. As we shrink down, we're getting the medium one, and if we go really small, we're getting the small. Look at it, it just works, it just works. But why does it work? Let's let's look at the, at the code and kind of dissect that a little bit. The source set attribute has a bunch of stuff in it, and it's kind of space separated and comma separated and stuff. Here's one kind of argument, I guess, not that it's a function really, but there's this URL and it links to the largest one, and then this thing with a W on it, W just standing for width, I guess. I don't know if you can even use height, maybe you can, but I would think for the most part we're gonna be using W here. And what that number is, is us just telling the browser how big this thing is. That's all it is. It's us just telling it how big large.png is. And doesn't that seem weird? Aren't you a computer browser? Can't you just know how big images are? And yes, it can eventually, but here's the deal. When this HTML comes over the pipes, comes across the internet, and the browser starts reading the HTML, it's gonna go read, 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 read. It's gonna read this, oh, that's a URL to an image. I should probably start downloading that. And it starts downloading it immediately. But it still takes a little time. It's another ping, it's another request, who knows how large that image is. And it can only really tell how big that image is until it's already done downloading that whole thing. That's gonna take a little while. Or we could just tell it how big it is and then it knows instantaneously and can start making smart choices on it based on this information that we've given it. So that's why, we're, that's, why that's there. We're just giving it a, bi a big size. Uh, and then there's another one. Well, here's a medium one. Here's how big that image is. Here's a small one. Here's how big that image is. And this just kind of works. So when the browser is, it just, and also, even though we're just telling it how big that image is, it also kind of maps itself out um, to, 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 it, to swapping out at the sizes of, the, of that viewport as well. So let's just leave, let's just put like 100% here in sizes. Here's a thing to know. If you're going to use source set, you got to use both source set and sizes. You can't use one or the other or it just doesn't work. If we put 100% in there, this should just work out real good. It's just going to swap out 
out, swap out, swap out. I think there's some CSS at play here that's making it not kind of hug the edges of the browser window there. Let's look at that. Yeah, there's some, uh, the images itself are saying, oh, only be as wide as you are. And then the article element is 700 pixels with margin zero. So that's why it's not all the way up against the left here. It's just the, it's trying to center itself in this article, which is fine, but it's, see how it's working? That's pretty cool. So, but there was some there was some stuff in sizes there before, right? What sizes is is it tells the browser how wide to render these images if it chooses that one. So, if this media query matches, render the one that you've chosen at that exact size. So that should probably only affect the medium one there. So when it's affecting the medium one, I think gonna say uh, I don't even know how, how, how it manifests itself in the in the in the in the in the tools yet but when we had a hundred percent in there that's just saying just render the image at a hundred percent big just don't just just do it that way it's absolutely fine so it's just all the sizes attributes saying is if this media query happens to match then render the image at that size and you can have as many of them as you want. You could say at, the, at, at a minimum width of, of a thousand pixels, then render it a thousand pixels wide. Thousand pixels wide, comma. And then it's just kind of the same. And I guess if none of them match, render it at a hundred VW. And VW is just the viewport with it's the, in this case, it's the same exact thing as a hundred percent. These are always, all this stuff is always based on the viewport entirely. Never does it ever have anything to do with the container that it's in ever. It's always the viewport uh, as far as I know. So a hundred VW here is a hundred size viewport. That's the same as a hundred percent because that's the deal. Now what's important to know about this is I think it will generally be most common to just use a hundred percent in here. Uh, because what we haven't done so far is affected the size of this image with CSS at all. So if we were to, we have the CSS open here, if we were to say, you know, the image inside of this article, we're going to force to be 100% wide, uh, and then we'll make, let's just for the sake of argument, let's just make it super narrow, 200 pixels, and it's centered in there they'll swap out, but it's just gonna always be the same size, right? Like we're used to seeing it kind of change size. If you, It still respects the CSS that it's applied to this image. So I think it's probably gonna be most common that you do the sizing of your images in CSS, but it's just changes which one actually gets served here. So I think if we do inspect this um, the, we'll see the polyfill working. So here's the source attribute here, and if, I think if we get wider, we'll see the source actually change. That's the polyfill at work here. I don't know what this is gonna look like in DevTools when it's actually supported. I probably should have found out or whatever, but it's us just trying to figure this out. So those are the important concepts here that I, that I, I thought were worth sharing. The, that's the kind of the confusing part here is that, so here's the URL to the large one. This is us just telling the browser what's up with that image. And, uh, and then sizes being like, if it matches this particular media query, then display it at this size. 
which is interesting and stuff, but you know, probably you'll do the most of the sizing of your images, I would think, uh, in CSS anyway. And you can you can match the media queries and do whatever you want with media queries in the CSS as well. So those should probably match about what you're doing with media queries in the CSS, but you're free to do whatever you want there. Uh, there is another thing that go that is a part of this source set attribute that's worth looking at a little bit, and Tim kind of covers it here. There can be in the source set attribute uh, another thing. So you see, here's the URL, here's the width of it, and then this X attribute. Uh, so this is just us telling the browser, hey, this is my 2X version of it. Uh, so that's the deal. If the browser happens to be in a 2X environment, it can load your 2X version of it, and we would just put that in here. And I guess what's kind of cool about that is I wonder if this will ever load at all then. If Maybe it will. I guess that's, that part is still a little confusing to me. I wonder if that's the polyfill doing something special or if it thinks the screen is 2x or if this is just us telling the browser that that is, happens to be the 2x version of it. Um, Tim writes something in here. One of the things I really love about the source set is that the specification states that the browser should contain image allocation preferences for certain bandwidth situations. That way, if you have a 2x image and you tell it it's a 2x image, it may still choose not to load that 2x image based on its situation. So that's kind of cool. And so here's an example of that picture element as well. This one I, I said is... is um, I feel like is a little more straightforward, you know, you just have the picture element, you have a fallback image in here, and then you have source attributes that have media queries in there. Uh, and the, 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 the source might just be source, it might just be source and link to an image, but here's the, or I guess, I guess even a little more complicated is that you can mix and match here and this source set um, would be a version, a large version, and then here's an alternate version if you happen to be in a 2x environment. So I guess you can kind of use both here, kind of combined. I know it's a little mind-bending, and I wish I was like the absolute master of this that was just dispelling knowledge onto you, but I feel pretty vindicated even just figuring this out, and I will probably use this quite a bit, knowing how easy it is, and knowing that you can just drop the, the, the um, at least on pages that you know is are kind of heavy with content images, you can drop that picture fill library in there and it will deal with it for you with this kind of new syntax that makes it a lot easier. I think that's pretty cool. So again, I'm not the master of it, but I hopefully hopefully you can kind of uh, dig into it. And, and you could probably learn everything that I just said by, by just looking at um, the the art, article by Martin, the article by Tim Wright, and the article by Scott Gell and the people at Filament Group. This is all written documentation that's probably much better, but uh, I'll link to this pen though, because I think what's powerful about this is just seeing it happen. Knowing, knowing which parts do what, knowing what source set does, knowing what sizes does, knowing that you can still affect the image with CSS feels all, all very powerful and very cool. And, Futuristic, and I'm glad that the spec people and the browsers people have all decided it's a good time to be alive. Farewell, everybody.